Hello. Hi, this is Evelyn from Karma, Q-A-L-M-A.com.au. I'm recording this on the 23rd of May in preparation for the total lunar eclipse on the 26th. In Australia, that's on Wednesday. Uh, if you're in the eastern states, uh, certainly east of Alice Springs, you should be able to see this really quite easily from around 10 past 9 to 25, uh, 35 minutes past 9 o'clock in the evening. Uh, this is a lunar eclipse. That means that the shadow of the Earth is between the sun and the moon. And the experts are saying this is also will be called a blood moon because there will be a reddish hue to the moon. So if you'd like to, go and have a look at the blood moon, the lunar eclipse on Wednesday the 26th. This time, the shadow of that eclipse is totally encompassing most of Australia, at least three quarters of Australia. It's a very long time since we had eclipse energy like that over this continent. And it includes uh, New Zealand, a large part of uh, PNG, and many of the islands between Australia and New Zealand. So, well, it's a big deal. What does it mean if we have an eclipse? Who cares if we have an eclipse? Well, you know, the planets have energy. And how does this energy affect us? The eclipse is on, the, on five degrees of Sagittarius. So that means that the sun is in Gemini, a mutable sign. And the moon is in Sagittarius, also a mutable sign. Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. Quiet, Mr. Crow. Go away. Jupiter is interested in the truth and a quest for the truth. trouble with the crows here they've got something to say and I don't always agree with them you know that but Jupiter also comes with optimism and faith peace of mind positive expectations an expectation of growth so can we use this energy this eclipse energy to to look at things in a better light to evaluate our own belief systems. Sagittarius is about belief systems. Now commonly this has been um, connected with religious beliefs. At this time I believe, I tend to think that our belief systems are polarized around whether we get a jab of this amazing solution that's going to stop us all getting a flu-like infection or we don't and opinions are quite polarized about this this option the government is very keen on all of us being jabbed in different circles this is viewed with delight and others sort of say, well, there's no way they're going to put anything like that into me. 
as human beings, we've been blessed with the ability to make choices. I encourage you to check your belief system in this solution that's being offered to us as a population. Is this correct? Do you know um, enough about it to allow this solution to be put into your body? Is it really going to provide you with the protection that you're expecting? They tell you it will. How do you know? We don't. It's interesting to me. There are very soon after this infection, this virus was made public or made, we were made aware of this virus being, about, being prolific in our environment. The only solution that was offered was a jab. Now, I don't know about you, but my education and knowledge told me that a solution like a jab needed many years of research and development before any such thing was safe to provide for human beings. So within a very short time of the virus being announced as rampant, we got told, oh yes, we'll be producing a, a vax to fix it. To me, that didn't make sense because for so many other diseases for which successful vaxes have been developed, the process for development was not a few months, but several years. I'm asking, how come these solutions can be offered in such a short space of time? And you know, there are 70 plus such solutions being offered globally, of which six, I believe, are mRNA solutions. What does that mean? Now, I'm not a scientist, and I'm not about to try and explain what that means, but my understanding is that those solutions, two of which are being offered here in Australia, are actually DNA-changing solutions. So that once injected into the body, there is no going back. I'm not sure that that's what I want in my body. But you know what? If you've done your research, you've checked out what's available and why you would want to have a jab like this. I respect your opinion and your actions if you choose to go ahead. We've been blessed with free will. But I do encourage you to do your research uh, I or and ask yourself the question, why are you having this? Is a bad flu worse than the, the jab? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And you know, if you have some underlying health issues, maybe that's a better solution for you. But please ask yourself the right questions. Uh, what guarantees are there? Are there any guarantees? Who's it going to protect? What's it going to enable you to do? 
at the moment our understanding is that we need a jab to be able to travel internationally um, by air and I do remember times in the past where we needed inoculations for cholera, typhoid, yellow fever, blackwater fever perhaps, um, before we travelled to places in Africa, in Asia or South America. Now, maybe the health of the world has improved, but I haven't needed such health passport information for many, many years, and I've done quite a lot of travel over the last 15, 20 years. So question, is this valid? Is this a valid reason for you to have a jab? I mean, I don't know what the, the answer is for you. I mix with a lot of people who say, no way, not for me. But I do respect that everybody has a different opinion and we should still love each other and respect each other, although we differ. We don't always agree with other things also. So why are we going to have an argument or a, a war about whether you have a jab or you don't? It doesn't make sense to me. At the same time as this, as this, discuss, this eclipse is occurring, um, which by the way, tends to have an impact on your energy for about six months. A normal full moon has a, uh, an impact on the energy for two to three weeks following the full moon. But this is a particularly amazing full moon, it's eclipse. And you may notice the effects of this eclipse for another six months until we have another eclipse in December. Talking about belief systems and Sagittarius and Jupiter is about what we believe. We get statistics thrown at us about unemployment, telling us in the mainstream media that unemployment is down to 5%, which is actually quite a good figure in economic terms. But is it really 5%? Does that 5% mean that these people have no employment? Does that 95% mean that the people who are employed have full employment? Or do they put into that 95% people who have work for an hour a week or five hours a week, which certainly is not full-time employment and provides a not a true accurate picture of how much employment there is in, in the country. And I understand also from my studies that statistics can be manipulated and presented in such a way as to support whatever argument is being put up, whatever argument is being promulgated. There is also evidence that our stock markets are amazingly high, the value of your investment in the stock markets is amazing. And it's given that we've got a world that doesn't have a lot of economic activity, how can that be? How can that be sustained? I'm around conversations that talk a lot about cryptocurrency and the value of Bitcoin and, and Ethereum. 
um, did you know that Bitcoin is actually manipulated and controlled by six entities and they happen to reside in that big country that begins with C that's north of us. How wise is it to invest in something that we've really got no control over? Are we gambling again? Hey, as Australians, we love to gamble. Not sure that that's where I'm going to put my money. So we've got, big, we've got cryptocurrency, we've got the stock market being up. We've also got a property market that seems to be going through the roof. I, where I'm living here on the Gold Coast, I was told yesterday that the vacancy for rental properties is about 1%. And the turnover of properties, of homes, is, is very fast. There are people coming in from southern states wanting to buy properties here in southeast Queensland, which makes property values surge. And at the time, at, at the moment, when we've got low interest rates, this is very attractive. How long will they last? Is this stupid of being overly optimist, uh, overly optimism, oh, sorry, overly optimistic? I don't know. Just be very careful about what you do. A little story to finish this, this little podcast. I went to a expo, a job and business expo during the week at which there were at least four, maybe eight stands providing agency uh, services for people with disabilities. Now, I do believe that people with disabilities deserve an opportunity to work. But can our economy support that many agencies finding work for people with disabilities? Who's paying those agencies? Is it the employers who take on the staff they provide? Or is it the government? What about those, that cohort of women, 55 plus, who if not employed, really struggle to find work? And many of these women are smart, well-experienced, loyal. They can't get work the biggest growing demographic of um, people seeking housing in Australia, women over 60 with nowhere to live. Your comments will be welcome. Why don't you message me, evelyn at karma, Q-A-L-M-A dot com dot A-U. Let me know what you think. I might be talking a lot of twaddle as far as you're concerned. Let me know. Love to have your comments. So just to finish, a nice little story from one of those um, agencies at the expo that was providing work for people with disabilities. Uh, one of the ladies told me that they had placed a 57-year-old lady in a role as a truck driver. And this woman had for years wanted to drive trucks, but circumstances hadn't allowed her to do that. And they had supported her, this agency had supported her in finding the appropriate instruction and experience. And she now has a license to drive a B-double. Now that's not just a truck. And I admire the skills of those people who drive those vehicles because, I don't know about you,
but I'm not sure that I could back reverse a B double. Huge. But anyway, it's a good story. Someone's got a job and a job that she likes and she probably do very well. That's all for now for this prior to the lunar eclipse. We have another eclipse coming up on June the 10th at the new moon and I'm sure I will speak to you before that. So enjoy this lunar eclipse this week. Bye for now.